Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just another ordinary day, another Monday, nothing special going on. How about you? About the same, about the same, but it was a on, on paper, a special episode of Raw it was the go-home show for the Royal Rumble. That's on Saturday this year, so obviously lots to dig into there, but obviously we'll, we'll get to that all in due time. Before we do, just want to remind you all, this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our streaming, streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Bell Podcasts, whatever, maybe we've got you covered. Now, John, several times before the show, if you want while on the air tonight, I, I got a little a little cranky on Twitter because they did not announce a single match before the show tonight. Instead, the at least the announced segments were built around a birthday party, which turned out to be the main event segment for the go-home show of the Royal Rumble, a weigh-in, which kicked off the show, and an academic challenge. Now, there were pros and cons all along the way, but we'll get into that. I do want to take a moment to say happy birthday, friend of the show, Nesha Kirsch, chiming in right away with a, saying hello. Nesha, happy birthday. I, I hope you had a great day here. It is just about the the very end of the day. That is the the downside of these raw post shows. You know, it's, now we're recording. It's eleven, almost eleven ten on on your birthday. So I hope you had a very good day here. Hopefully, we can make it. You know, make the end a little more fun, even more fun for you. I hope you had a great day. Uh, Steven saying raw was not a bad show this week. AJ and Austin Theory was the best match of the night. Now, John, I was just saying I was getting a little cranky. I'm even more cranky because they gave us really good matches. And they didn't announce a single one. Like, how counterintuitive is that, John? Like, you're going to give us good matches. Not even good. Some of them very, very good or even great matches. Not going to announce a single one. We had a U.S. title match. We had Randy Orton versus G Chad Gable, which, even on paper alone, a very, very good match. And it was. The Mysterios versus the Street Profits, pretty darn good. AJ Styles, Austin Theory, very, very good. A sidebar, several, several birthday wishes for Nesha here, Brian Everett, and Stephen Chambers chiming in as well. You know, just yeah, happy birthday, Nesha. We really, really appreciate you. But, John, come on. Like, what, what are they doing here? They're giving us these good matches, and they're not advertising them. Like, I wasn't really excited for the show tonight, even though it was a go-home show. Had they announced even three of the great matches that they had that they wound up giving us, I would have felt a little more excited. I feel, I feel a little cheated. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, it's understandable. Um, I don't know. It wasn't really as big of a deal to me as maybe it was to you, but then again, <laughs> well, I'm a sucker for the entertainment storytelling component of it. So just having the three segments wasn't really that, uh, much of a deal breaker for me. Now, of course I do get your point where if they would have advertised them beforehand better for promoting the show, but you know. It's, it's okay. I know. I know. It's it's not a wrestling show. We we have firmly accepted this. I understand. I'm not going to get upset about that. Like that. This is fine. It is sports entertainment. It's fine. It's fine. But like one match. Give me one match. But the weird thing is on SmackDown, they announced like multiple matches, so you know what to look forward to, and they gave us stuff to look forward to with these segments. But you know, it's it's the balance. It's the sports and the entertainment. John, that's what I'm saying. Now, I guess I could see at the same time you're trying to to differentiate. The styles of the shows, that's fine as well. All right, that's fine. But I will say, Brian Everett trying to say Raw is pretty good. The weigh-in with last night was uh, was nice alongside the birthday party here with Niz and Edge at the end. Now we can dive right in there. So the show did start off with the weigh-in. And I, again, right after that, I was a little upset. I'm like, getting upset? There are no matches tonight. So I'm like, all right, cool. It's 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 not a wrestling show. It's fine. going to roll with it. And then we get this like sports 
centered way in for a title match, like playing off of the, the UFC backgrounds, uh, which, you know, we, we've seen sometimes here and there. Sometimes hasn't worked out so well. AEW tried it, didn't go very well. Um, you know, doing these things, it, it, it's it's a fun way, to, like I said, to acknowledge, in this case, very fittingly, last year Lesnar, the UFC backgrounds, and the, the legitimate amateur athletes, all these things. Um, so that was fun. But, but John, the best thing about this segment to me, Cowboy Brock, Brock Lesnar comes out. He's wearing a cowboy hat. This man's having a grand old time. It, it's fun. Like, I didn't even really care what he said. I didn't care who outweighed the other. I didn't care, like, what even happened here. This the, the wonderful image of Brock wearing the cowboy hat. I told our, our writer, Anthony Nash, I was like, we've got to find something to get out of this because I've got to have an article with that glorious image of Brock Lesnar just rocking a cowboy hat, looking so damn happy. Uh, Nash is saying she likes this Brock. Uh, Stephen Chambers pointing in uh, uh, Brock dressing like a lumberjack. Now i got to ask you a question because I know you are – I don't. I don't want to say frugal, but you 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 uh you don't like to spend money if you don't have to. Right. This is true. So this let me ask. Um, did you buy your Brock Lesnar flannel forty nine ninety nine button up shirt yet? No. I I honestly I I missed it when they first advertised it, and then I saw it was making the rounds uh, on social media. So yeah, the, this is uh, the the cash cow WWE trying to really uh, maximize this. A flannel with the Brock Lesnar. It was like a blue and black kind of flannel thing, pretty funky looking, uh, with the, with the Brock Lesnar kind of like the Beast Incarnate logo on the back. I think it's running for like fifty dollars. Um, you know, John, it's it's tax season, so I might uh, I might sit this one out. Maybe if they if I catch a good sale at some point soon, I might I might wear I might wear it around you're, the you're, house. You're gonna be one of those guys to wait for like a year when it's on clearance for like six ninety nine. Exactly. You're gonna buy it. Then. Exactly. I waited until <laughs> the Daniel Bryan stuff was on clearance, and I love Daniel Bryan. I I before the pro wrestling tea stuff went down, I I splurged a little bit, got myself hey, a hey, couple hey. things. Whoa, there. whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, now, the more that I think about this. Jersey people don't wear flannel. I have flannel, John. You can't uh, just dis dismiss all of us as anti-flannel people. I have flannel. I, I like to wear a, a nice flannel sometimes. You know, I, make, I make while sweeping while assumptions. While we're talking about the segment, uh, there's a comment from DJ. It makes sense. He said they're cheering both Lashley and Lesnar. I don't think they were really cheering La Lashley. From they were cheering Lesnar big yes. time. Paul Heyman comes out, hypes him up. This crowd goes crazy. They're saying Heyman's lines longer than they clearly were very behind Brock Lesnar. Um, they are, I, it, even if not for the, the cheering aspect, I do think they are setting this up as a, a, a clash of two titans, and, and neither one is really the baby face or the heel, even though we've seen Lashley be the heel before, even though we've seen uh, Lesnar be the clear heel, clear heel before. This is not that. I think both are pretty clearly, at the very least, tweeners or, or you know, it's definitely that, that gray area. And on the complete opposite side, we'll talk about it a little later, but on SmackDown, you've got Browns and Reigns, two very pronounced heels. Um, so interesting times in the main event scene for WWE right now. I should say the title scene here. Um, I think it's interesting. I, I think it works with this. You know, they are really playing up on this, this very dream match quality clash a lot of people like lashley a lot of people like lesnar does feel like maybe lesnar has a little more of that the kind of that kind of groundswell of public support 
But, you know, a lot of people have really sided with Lashley as well. Maybe not quite as loudly, I guess, because, yeah, he's not really getting all those cheers. But they're also not really booking him clearly as a heel right now. Deja pointing out that, yeah, Lashley's kind of high-fiving people. Uh, so definitely, they, they are not exactly really framing him as uh, a, a heel in this case. So, yes, yeah, Brian, ever asking for the both faces. I don't necessarily think it's a you know a black or white uh, heel or face thing. I think it's more just that the shades of gray thing, as we've talked about a little recently here. Um, at least for this feud, not quite sure what what will be coming out of it. But I think you know Lesnar has been has been a face for a while now, or at the very least, a, a heavily face leaning tweener. You know the Roman Reigns stuff and everything. Although I guess we can go you know kind of beat by beat here. Now we're talking about Lashley and Lesnar. Uh, Ness is picking Brock Lesnar. John, now that we are, we have had the go home show, at least for this one, we'll see a little more of uh, Rollins and Mans on Friday. But this one, this, this is it. You know, this is the last time we'll see these guys live until the Royal Rumble. So at this juncture, do you think you're picking uh, Brock or Bobby Lashley heading into the Royal Rumble? Um, Brock Lesnar, pretty easily. I think it'll be a convincing win. Uh, I think Lashley will give him a run for his money, but mm, I just think Lesnar is going to be kind of the guy moving forward, at least to WrestleMania. I know his challenger is who knows, but I think that that would be the right move at this point, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, he just won on day one. Lashley, I wouldn't be upset if he won. I, I, I liked his reign. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but he deserves to be a champion. He had a good he had a good reign. He deserves another one at some point because he's continued to do good work. Um I don't know if it's at that time, so maybe maybe they would be better off having uh, Lesnar win there. Steven's saying it's going to be a great match either way. It's years overdue that it is. This has been uh, Lashley's been been publicly, if not begging, like may, like kind of rallying for it, really pushing for it for years now. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, booking Lesnar's contract status, he briefly left the company for a little bit. You know, it never quite clicked, but now this is the time. I've, we've said it when, when this first kind of came into play, this felt like a very much, and still does feel like very much a WrestleMania match. Uh, and we're getting it through our Rumble, so that makes it even more special. Ness was saying, you know, Brock wins, could get a rematch WrestleMania. Maybe. I think it's possible. Um, I do think, and at least we've seen some reports about Lashley, uh, sorry, uh, Reigns and Lesnar maybe, finally mixing it up again in WrestleMania. I'm not quite sure how likely that is, but that feels maybe a little more WrestleMania caliber at this point rather than a rematch. Uh, for this one, having just seen it, where and obviously with Reigns Lesnar, that's that's we've seen that many a time, but uh, I think either one would be good options at this point. DJ Singh uh, predicting Lashley's loss here. Uh, MVP in his last days being in Lashley's corner, maybe it will cost Lashley the match on Sunday. Interesting take there. Um, the thing is, for me, I think Lesnar can and has worked, if, if he did work pretty well without Heyman for a little bit there, feeding with Reigns. Not to say that Lashley can't, but I think we've really seen that Lesnar was able to kind of swim in that case. And I, whereas I think uh, Lashley and MVP are so good together that I, I think it'd be detrimental to break them up. So possible, maybe not probable. Um, I'm not quite sure how they got out of this without, you know, maybe some interference. Johnny said he predicted it to be a, a decisive uh, win here. Which would make sense, but I feel like they're also not going to want to really damage Lashley too much. But again, it's Brock Lesnar, so I do think picking Lesnar is a good point, uh, at least at this juncture. But as always, we very well could be wrong on that one. Rolling around to the next match here, we had Bianca Belair come out, and right away I thought, John, we're we're either going to get her versus Dewdrop again because they don't have a lot of depth, or maybe Carmella if, if she's clear. We know she's been dealing with some some health issues recently. 
otherwise. I wasn't really sure. Like, Nikki A.S.H. is involved with Rhea Ripley right now. But then Zelina Vega comes out, and I'm like, all right. And I tweeted about this during the show. They always, well, they almost have to book themselves in the corners because they either they would have had to do do drop again. Do drop has a title match on Saturday, so you'd want her to have more momentum. Um, and then, like I said, Carmella, I guess both her and Vega in this case, they're champions. So either one, you wouldn't, in theory, you wouldn't really want to give them a meaningless loss, but that's what they do because they don't have depth and it's just this, this vicious cycle. Uh, but this match, and I would say the the, the six woman tag match we saw later, really drove home to me like, wow. The Raw Women's Division, and I would say SmackDown as well. That's the whole division really need, needs a kind of an, an infusion of fresh blood, which is weird because on SmackDown we've got Aaliyah, we've got Zia Lee. Not quite; they haven't quite found their footing yet. So I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying like that. That's not enough yet. But definitely Raw. It feels like it's been a little bit since we've had someone new come in. I think part of that's from releases. I think part of that's from the booking itself. But in this one, Bianca Belair wins. Looks pretty impressive. And we talked about it last week, but I do think in some ways she seems, I guess, like a realistic pick to win the Rumble in terms of like, unless a, a crazy surprise happens and we'll talk about that. But in terms of the people right here today, uh, kind of uh, dis discounting some of those, those surprises or returns, I think she would be one of the more realistic picks here. But what do you think about this I mean, fairly, fairly brief match and, and uh, Belair's chances in the Rumble? Oh man! So I would assume that Belair is going to enter as one of the favorites. The match wasn't really that intriguing to me. It was kind of a quick one there. Um, no surprise on the result. So you know, I'm not really going to look too much into this because I don't really think it provided a lot of information that might be beneficial to the Rumble. Uh, Miller is still one of the favorites, if not the favorite, going into Saturday. I don't think that's changed. Yeah, but now, obviously, the, the talk shifts to uh, the big news today. Uh, Sean Rassap of Fightful Select reporting that at least the company is pushing for Ronda Rousey, former Raw Women's Champion, for former UFC star, obviously, to return here um, seemingly for the Rumble, given the timing of this news. I'm um, getting a bunch of comments about that. Uh, DJ saying they need Ronda back, they, that they got Ronda back. No, we don't quite know that it's official. We know they're pushing for it, hoping for it, trying to make it happen. But he's saying if Rousey wins, or maybe predicting that, then we could finally get Ronda versus Becky too. Uh, Brian Everett chiming in with that as well. Uh, that's been kind of like the Lashley Lesnar thing. That's been kind of on the cards or, or uh, speculated about for quite a, quite a while now. It seems like every time. Uh, it's WrestleMania time, or even, or even SummerSlam time. Like the, that's the kind of match people look toward. Obviously, Ronda had uh, a child; she was out of commission for quite a while there. But now, if she's coming back, you know that that would seem to uh, pave the way for that. The Raw Rumble would be a good time to do it. Uh, and we already know that Mickey James, a uh, bunch of other legends, going to be in there. We know that they're going to have supposedly maybe some more surprises yet to unfold. Uh, we'll see. Chambers, likewise, pointing out, going to be a lot of surprises in that match. Ronda Rousey, John, do you wonder, okay, we don't have to get into, like, do we think she's coming back? Because we just know that they're, they're, they're pushing for it. That is all we know at this point based on that report. So I can't really speculate about if it's going to happen. Do you want it to happen, A, and B, uh, if she does come back, would you want to come back for the Rumble? Or how do you want to see that kind of go down uh, if that is on the table at this point? Yes, yes, and yes. So, um if the plans did call for her to return on Saturday, I 100% undeniably would 
want her to win the Rumble and think that she would win the Rumble. The only exception to that would be if Bailey was in the Rumble. So if Bailey is not in the Rumble and Ronda is in the Rumble, I am going to stick with my gut and say that she would win if she was if she was in. Now, there. Let's go back and say, okay, well, what if she's not in the Rumble, but she's coming back soon? When might make sense for her to come back? I don't know. Uh, I think when she comes back, she absolutely has to feud with Becky for the title. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, sure, if the winner of the Rumble, what maybe Bailey or whoever, would challenge Charlotte instead. That's fine. I, I think that you she could come back on a moment's notice and instantly make sense for a WrestleMania feud. How she comes back, who who knows, who cares? But as long as she's back, I think that's what matters the most. Now, going into, like, as of now, like, so you, you asked me, like, you know, do I want her to? What, what do I think she'd win? Now, as far as do I think... I I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty on on the whole if she's gonna be there. And I know fifty fifty is you know well fifty fifty like, but still like the news came out today and it would just make sense and it's been enough months where it would like it, it would it would work. So you ask me what I think. Well, what do you, what do you think? What what do you want? What I mean, Nesha like points out uh, that she's sticking with Bailey even if Ronda returns. Uh, they do have. I mean, I think Ronda coming back would open up some options. That's what Brian's saying. You could have Ronda face Bailey, a lot of potential new matchups there, or even rematches from from what once she was previously involved. Um, you can see Bailey maybe return in, in, in one of the title matches, maybe. Maybe. I do think, you know, if she does come back, she'll be in the Rumble. I think that makes a lot of sense there. Uh, Nesha, I, I'm agree with Nesha. I'll agree with Ronda when I see it. It always feels like you see some some reports like this, especially in Rumble time. There's always some kind of this isn't crazy. I'm not saying it's like, oh my, I, there's no way. I'm not saying that at all. It's, it does make sense. Um, but this, yet again, I, as my philosophy pretty consistently is like, I'm going to keep the bar low. I'm going to just try and stay pretty grounded in the, the realm of reality. And that way, once, once, when or if crazy, crazy things happen, I get to be pleasantly surprised. But well, again, I'll tell you this as of right now, 21 women are confirmed and 22 men are confirmed. So there are nine mystery spots for the women and eight for the men. So nine is plenty of opportunity. If you do the math, you would think, well, every every three entrants was going to be a surprise. Now, uh, we ne- you're never going to get like a if Rana comes back. She's not coming out of like four or five, obviously. She's going to come out of like 25, 26, 27. And... Uh, there, there, when we're going to talk about this later on, who we think is going to win, but I'm just saying that if Ronda is coming back, it, it it just makes sense to me. Yeah, you know, I, I, I it, it would make sense for that. Um, I just seem to be echoing what you're saying. If she does enter the match, being like somewhere in the 25 to 30 range, not doing anything too, too crazy, not pulling an, an Iron Woman kind of performance, you know, coming in, maybe winning from, from that one of those spots would make sense. Um, I, 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 I could see it again. I'm just trying not, not to like predict or, or firmly assume what's going to happen. Although, you know, some of the cards are kind of lining up here again, more matchups. We could see Brian said we could see Ronda and Bianca. Again, it, it would, it would open up uh, some new possibilities and that is a very good thing 
uh, especially on the, the Raw side of things. So we got a bunch of comments about uh, Lita as well. Lita on SmackDown side, she was on SmackDown two weeks ago. She had a confrontation with Charlotte Flair. Now she's pointing out and they will see a WrestleMania match between them. So another option, and I think you can, uh, I think Robert and I may have talked about this on the SmackDown side of things, but you can get there without even having her win the Rumble. Uh, but Michael's saying that Lita win would be cool. But yet again, Bianca win, Bianca could win. Uh, but we saw one comment a minute ago. Steven saying that he doesn't think Bianca's going to repeat. She won the match last year. A lot of, a lot of uh, uncertainty and predictability. Uh, we do know one thing, at least reportedly, that as Steven Chambers pointing out, and DJ as well, that the Iconics, or now known as Inspiration, will not be in the match again. Credit to Sean Rassap Fightful, reporting that uh, Cassidy Lee and Jesse McKay, formerly known as uh, Peyton Royce and Bill, Billy Kay, uh, turned turn down an offer to be in the match here. Uh, can't say I blame him there. Obviously, they did not get, um, you know, that, that didn't end on the best of terms, get, getting released in a cost-cutting wave of releases, really. Uh, that was last April now. They're doing great things in Impact. They're doing they're doing great. They're doing great. And this would have been set, reportedly sanctioned by Impact, like the Mickey James thing. But it's fine. I, I think that if they, if they came back, cool. They're doing great things anyway, and that's fine. But... Well, again, we can talk a little more about potential winners here. Nesha doesn't doesn't think that Lee is going to win. I mean, yeah, that one maybe doesn't feel quite as quite as uh, probable, but I do think it's possible. But I do want to point out, John, John you, you and I both read about this. At one point, we can like a segue. We had the, the six woman tag team match. It was Ray Ripley, uh, Dana Brooke, and Liv Morgan versus Tamina, Carmella, and Nikki Ash, and we had these. Pretty classic old school, like pre tapes of the, the woman uh, saying, Oh, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. And Dana Brooks said, Call me crazy, but this is my year. And you and I both were like, No, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm so like, You're not winning. You're not winning the Rumble, you know, to maybe maybe next year. Um, DJ I think that, what just, just to kind of go into a little bit more detail about her overwhelming odds of not winning there was an article put up on WrestleZone yesterday about the updated royal rumble betting odds and stephanie mcmahon and a pregnant candace LeRae had the same odds as dana brooke to win the rumble um and there were i mean there were numerous unconfirmed participants Literally, the only the only women on the whole betting odds sheet that had less betting odds than Dana Brooke was Summer Rae. So, um, and as far as the match goes tonight, it was kind of pointless. I mean, all six women didn't even spend legal time in the match. Rhea Ripley was the only one of note that did anything in this match. Uh, of course, it's nice to see more than one women's match on the card, more than two women's segments, whatever you want to call it, but... Not an A for effort here, um, so I I don't know how much you read into that, but yeah, like you said, Dana Brooke is not winning. Nobody believes she's winning. She's going to be one of those people that gets in and probably loses her twenty four seven title because somebody pins her after she's eliminated or something, exactly like Nesha says. And then it's this follows after she probably immediately enters the ring and gets thrown out by. One of the Vela twins or something. Yeah, uh, I, I will say I was glad to see. I, I criticized the the selection of opponent earlier. I was glad to see Bianca winning a match here. I was glad to see Ray Ripley kind of looking impressive in this match because you know having this rumble, you know, kind of maybe reestablishing. Of course, they were the final two in the match last year. They look great. Hard to believe kind of how far we've come since then. Some of the booking for for both women has been a little lackluster, uh, yeah, pretty consistently here and there, but. 
Yeah, this was not great. Rare play one, but this is, I think, one of the bigger takeaways, kind of another mini chapter in this ongoing Ray Ripley and Nikki ASH storyline. Steven saying, he's, you know, he's, he said it before, but please get rid of the, the, the Nikki ASH superhero gimmick. Yeah. Uh, Nikki had her, in her pre-tape, she was saying that she wants to make WrestleMania super. So I feel like it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Stupendous and super. Oh, I hate that word. Man. <laughs> I hate that word. Well, yeah, I, I I don't think it's going anywhere. I, I think they're going to roll this gimmick as long as they can. Uh, kind of like the Alexa Bliss thing, the merch, and just the feel like it's kind of what they're doing. Nick is saying the promo, or sorry, Nesha saying the Nikki promo was awful. I do think in these pre-tapes, especially in a WWE context, they do really show like who who really can cut a promo like this, and and who kind of who might struggle in the, in that kind of setting. You know, you've got like sixty seconds tops to to cut a promo. Most likely scripted word for word, uh, or at least have you know for the most part. Uh, and yet again, I've said it before: something about the Liv Morgan promos, just like the delivery or the or the content, like it's not working for me. She's like, you know, I almost won the title, but I'm going to win the Rumble. Watch me. I'm like, God, I don't know, man. It grinds my gears. Uh, I'm sorry. Like she gets good reactions. It comes out. She's got she got a great story. I respect her for that. I like her in that way. And then she starts talking with these promos. It's like, I don't know. And Steven, credit for the, the Von Wagner dig. So Nikki went to the promo school, of the same one that from for Von Wagner. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Liv Morgan, it seems like they're all in the same class there, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. I think they're all women's decision does need an infusion of, of new talent or at least, you know, some, some kind of shakeup. And we might as well dig into it, John. We had yet another therapy session with Alexa Bliss. Uh, not a whole lot to dig into this week. She she was wearing slightly more normal clothes. So I and I tweeted about it. I'm like, am I reading too much into this, or is that kind of a little foreshadowing? Like, is this little thing we did see WWE filed a trademark on the goddess, obviously her former nickname uh, before she became the Fiend's sidekick. Um, so I did kind of take note of that. Not much, not much to really dig into in terms of what she was saying. She was talking about. Lily again and the origins of her relationship with Lily and how Lily beat up or worse some kids at a playground when when Alexa was little and then the segment kind of trailed off and didn't really end kind of like ended uh yeah um again my my main hope here is that yes as Brian's saying that the old Alexa is coming back this pro this problem was interesting again less so what she was saying more so like her makeup was a little different, different. she looked I've tweeted about it, almost like Harley Quinn of the Suicide Squad movies. Like she looked a little different. We've seen her pick, post pictures online. Her hair's a little different. Like I think she's gonna be doing something, a little, a little bit of a, a different, different, um, different presentation somehow. But we're not there yet. Any thoughts on again what was a fairly brief uh, chapter to to this ongoing story at this point? Oh boy. No, nothing in particular to note, really. Just a typical format you would see of her resumes the past couple of weeks. But I, I, I don't know all these people saying that it could be going in different directions, but I, I, I don't know. I don't see it. I see it being the same thing it's been before, but maybe I'm just negative. I mean, I'm trying. To, I'm, I guess I'm maybe being overly optimistic. I'm hoping it's going somewhere significant with, with a more uh, – meaningful outcomes. Steven Chambers saying he's surprised that Alexa Bliss came back with this gimmick, uh, hoping she's going to go back to the old Alexa at some point. I, we're, I'm 
thinking that's going to happen. That's just saying be patient. Tell me to be patient. Even though I'm like, I want to see this. He's got to wait it out here. That's what Alexa said. She even tweeted like, oh, you got to kind of let it play out. Again, it's kind of hard to do that these days. So no, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, optimistic, but also jaded and somewhere in between. I don't know. I hope the old Alexa Bliss comes back. Uh, but regardless, the day she actually does come back, I hope that um, she's treated right because I think that she could really help. That's at least seeing here today that the role decision, as I said, it really needs some some kind of shake up there. So fingers crossed on that one. I I've said it before. I'm hoping for some kind of revisitation of her team or storyline with Nikki Ash. I think there's something there. I think they've got a lot of options. Whatever does happen with her, so I'm, I'm hopeful about that. Um, I'm going to see that at some point soon. I'm going to, going to try and be patient, but again, I do think we're going to be able to uh, benefit from that because the role of system needs, needs something that they're not getting in that sense. Uh, something that we got tonight, John, again, it wasn't advertised, but we got it. The United States Championship match between Damon Priest and Kevin Owens. The Exactly the kind of match that could have been uh, a little more intriguing ahead of the show, like giving you kind of something to, to look forward to. They, they announced, I think it was right after the weigh-in, so I was like, oh, cool. Owens beat Priest last week and naturally earned the title match. Makes sense. I like it. Um, DJ Ralph is about predicting that Damien could lose the US title to Owens on Saturday. He's calling it. Now, we don't know uh, that they're going to have a title match, at least on Saturday. Maybe it'll be pretty much next week. Yet again, John, Damien's uh, little inner, I almost said a little Damien, his inner Damien, Ruined everything once again. And I, as I tweeted about during the show, Damien Priest, little, uh, inner Damien ruins everything, including Damien Priest, because of this gimmick. It's really not doing it. And like I I got, if not mad, I, like, will this finish? I got like a little irked because like it was a really good match. It was a really good match. Owens was doing great. Priest was looking good, having a good match. Priest, his, his inner Damien comes out and he gets mad and he, he does the whole like, thing and then he gets DQ'd even though the referee tried to stop him like twice still lost control gets DQ'd yet again I feel like we're gonna get a rematch but damn Owens better win that I thought this was Owens like his match to lose and he, he did he he won the disqualification he, I, I I said like give Owens the belt you cowards just do it all right just like give the man the belt he deserves it someone tweeted during the show I saw him that he, Owens hasn't held a title I think since like 2017 or maybe like maybe not quite that long. That's crazy early. It's been a while. This man deserves a title and I will not hear otherwise. John, what do you think about this match here and, and the potential <clears throat> for uh, Owens to win the U.S. title sooner and later? Yeah, so I understand the outcome isn't going to make a whole lot of people happy. Although I do, like Steven says, think that this will probably ultimately end up with Owens winning the belt uh this feud isn't over we're gonna see a rematch i'm not quite sure we're gonna get it on saturday but it might be as early as next week maybe two weeks who knows uh owens continues to showcase his immaculate skills and it's not surprising that the company offered him such a good deal to stay with the company uh very glad to see that he decided to stick around and he's being relevant he's being used more so than he was towards the end of his smackdown run so it's, it's nice to see remember last year they really didn't have anything have anything for him for WrestleMania, but they didn't also have anything for Sami Zayn. So they're like, "Hey, let's just put these two together again and see what happens." Hopefully, this year he gets something a little better. I have to think so, uh, I, and I think maybe more than anybody, I think he he could have a nice run with the U.S. title because to me, he is at the worst a borderline main eventer. Uh, the way he's presented these days, as you said last year, he was like really 
maybe probably uh, he got demoted to a mid card, but now uh, he was in kind of the main event day one and he was in the main event scene before that. Now he's here, you know, maybe the upper mid card with this US title thing. And I think he could really do some one works wonders for the US title. But man, yeah, Steven spot on that this priest thing is just not working. He's snapping, he's getting mad, he's wearing more eye black. Uh, it's, just, it's not good. And again, I said it uh, last week, probably the week before and week before that. There was a time in like September, like Priest was like one of my favorite parts of Raw. He was having great matches. He was actually cool. I thought at that point, I was like, yeah, he actually could kind of maybe be a contender for the Royal Rumble. Not, not, not today. Like I'm, I'm saying today. I'm like, no way. Like that's not happening. Because as Brian pointing out, yeah, I would say at least temporarily they, they or at least they are currently ruining Damian Priest. I don't want to be dramatic. And say, oh, they've ruined him like definitively. Uh, it's not too late to, to reverse the damage, but. This is not working. I'm not liking it. And that's just saying she's not liking it. I have not seen many people in my experiences online. I guess this is kind of universally panned uh, for a good reason. It's just, it's not, it's not good. But as I said, Owens is not held title in quite a while. Uh, I think it's, it's long overdue. I, I hope that, 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 that drought ends just as we see NFL teams in the playoffs, hoping to snap their, their playoff droughts. Owens Give the man a title. He deserves to just get a show of good faith. The guy, everyone in their and their mother thought he was leaving, and he didn't. So just throw throw a dog a bone. All right, give him the US title. As Michael's saying, who even cares about the mid card titles? All right, like no, it doesn't matter. You know, you know, you know, Shinsuke gave him the US title. He hasn't defended it in like three months. So like, what what does even matter? All right, just just the the sheer accolade of having the title in the first place. Just just do it. All right, just just. Give, just just make us happy. Just do that. Um, I've seen this comment around going around as well. Owens and Seth will be a great tag team for the tag titles. I think that's true, but now I'm thinking that we might get more of a feud there yet again. We saw them have a feud, a long one, uh, heading into WrestleMania 36. They had a match at WrestleMania 36, and now they're doing the whole best friend thing, and, and I feel like they're going to do a similar thing. We saw classically Owens and Chris Jericho, we were friends. They turned, had a, had this feud, and I feel like we're heading down a similar path there. Um, and that, that's why uh, I guess we segue a little bit. So now we know that the Usos, the Usos, will be banned from ringside for uh, for the Rollins and Reigns match there. Uh, uh, they'll rumble, and they they showed the update match graphic. It was like Usos are barred from ringside. The Usos, John, the Usos are barred from ringside. Not everyone else is fair game. And that, that's kind of the implication there. And I just feel like what we talked about before, if you want to get wild and weird, Reigns losing would be crazy. And we could talk about Lesnar and a few rings and else happening. Owens, I mean, complete opposite. Owens maybe helping Rollins win uh, would make sense. I would see Owens has a bone to pick with Rowan Reigns dating back to their feud last year. I feel like we're in, we're in for some shenanigans either way there. We got a brief promo from Rollins here talking about uh, his promo, uh, or his ongoing uh, feud with Reigns, really, and he'll he'll be appearing on SmackDown again on Friday. But at least at this juncture, we didn't like get much about it uh, here tonight. But what are you thinking about Rollins and Reigns at this point? Kind of based on what we what, we, what we've seen so far. Oh boy, I still think Roman is going to keep it for now. Uh, but there's certainly an interesting argument to be made otherwise. I think if he somehow does lose the belt. He's winning the Rumble easily. What do you yeah. think? That's just, well, I mean, again, it feels intertwined in the sense that nobody 
especially on the men's side. The women's side, I, we, we talk about some of the people that's, that seem realistic and, and plausible, some of the surprises, and some people on the, on the roster. I forgot to say earlier, Charlotte will always be a realistic option because just throw her another accolade, why not? Um, Bianca like, feels possible, at least. Uh, and then uh, we talk about Bailey and others as well on the men's side. I have no idea. I I really don't. Uh, other than, again, you, as you mentioned, if, if Brock or Roman really loses, I feel like one one of them could easily win the Rumble and set that up for WrestleMania. That makes almost too much sense, and I'd be a little let down if that happened. Uh, Nash is pointing out Austin Theory. Austin Theory had a great match tonight. He faced AJ Styles. It was a very, very good match. Another one, John, that was not advertised ahead of time that would have uh, added a little spice to the to the card tonight if it were advertised, but it was still delivered a very good match. Um, Theory, I mean, Vince McMahon, like there was a little segment, Theory was trying to rally and get Vince McMahon to give him a, a later spot uh, in, in, the, in the Rumble, and Vince was like, oh, how, why would he possibly think that I have any influence over that? I don't know, Vince, you're the, you're the, you're the boss. Um, Theory had a great match, but he came up short against AJ. So AJ got a, a little more momentum back on his side here. And so that leads Stephen Chambers to say it has to be AJ's year. Uh, this, I believe today was the five-year anniversary, no, six-year of Styles' uh, WWE debut at the Royal Rumble 2016. Six, yeah. So maybe, maybe a little kind of, you know, uh, commemoration of that. He debuted the match. Uh, I think he he hasn't always created the match. Otherwise, he's had some title matches here and there at the show. But there's there's something that feels kind of fun about that of having him maybe win it this year, get a give him another major accolade that really cement his already uh, you know solidified and and you know cert- certified Hall of Fame resume. Where I'm gonna win, I think would be something Re- uh, possible in, in my eyes. Yes, realist or probable again, maybe not. John, what what are you thinking? I don't know. It's just I, I'm reading the comments where they're she's saying Austin Theory winning. I'm just laughing because playing this scenario through my head with how Vince has been involved in all this, I can just see like us sitting here saying, "Oh no, there's no way that's going to happen," and then and then and then it happens. But uh, I think there's a better chance that we see Veer in the Rumble than we see Theory winning it. But I like the takes about Styles winning. The match also was very good tonight, especially the second half after the commercial break. But come on, Austin Theory winning like uh, more or less realistic than Veer, John. Ah, <laughs> uh, probably more realistic than Veer, just because of the the Investment how Vince has been yeah. involved in this. Uh, another interesting thing about those betting odds that I, I put out on, on Sunday was that. Vince McMahon is on there as as a candidate to win. Can you imagine if he shows up and eliminates Austin Theory? I was reading one article the other day that that predicted that Vince would at least be in the Rumble. I think at least another one, another article thought that he would win. Oh boy! Uh, uh, sometimes I say my my mind would explode in a good way. If something happens, like I saw one, someone tweet, like, oh, what if Seth Rollins, like, wears his classic, like, shield attire and, like, dyes his hair kind of blonde for his master reigns, like, kind of mess with them. Like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, my mind would explode out of, like, sheer, like, fandom. If Vince McMahon wins the Rumble, Royal Rumble in 2022, my, my mind would explode in the in the worst way. DJ, yes, he's won the Rumble before. That's one, That was, like, what? 1999 or so i believe more than 20 years ago and that so i think he was maybe like 50 which is like a hell of a heck of a lot more plausible 
then now he's in his 70s and i'm like no okay anything would be better and i'm sure we can we can sit here and criticize the booking all we want i'm sure he knows that i'm sure like i'm sure he's a physically capable guy but like come on no 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 brian's brian thank you for the stat uh brian everett saying vince was 53 and a nine we've seen the undertaker rick flair russell sting here sitting here today sting is still wrestling a 60s okay edge well, he's not even up 60 john come on he's he's up there but he's not quite that old but vince in his 70s like that's that's a, a bit too far for me. Okay, okay. Then if we can't have Vince, how about Shane? We're I I like the idea of getting Shane versus Austin Theory at the at WrestleMania, battling for Vince's heart, battling for daddy the approval of Daddy Vince. Um, not for the Rumble though. No, 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 no. Uh, Michael Kelly referencing the classic 2005 uh, incident where Vince tore both his quads running to the ring. Uh, one Cena and Batista simultaneously won the Rumble um, by accident. Uh, he ran out of the ring out of sheer fury and tore both his quads. And an all-time uh, infamous uh, incident there. Hopefully not. Maybe that's why he'll be better off. Just stay in the back, have the headset, leave it leave it to the uh, people that uh, are, are in their prime here. Um, Brian saying that Vince, or sorry, Shane just turned 50. All right. I mean, again, that's more plausible than, than Vince at this point. But let's just keep them away and then give us somebody else. Again, anything would be better. Roman, even Brock, even though if I think those are a little too, like, obvious or predictable, at least that, like, makes sense. Like, no, 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 no. Um, but otherwise, like, I just don't know. Biggie, kind of like the Bianca thing. Makes sense? Kind of? But no. Like, like they haven't booked him at all. They have not booked him all at all since he lost the title. It, what, he, he, he wasn't even on Raw this week. I just realized I wasn't on the show. He's going he's on SmackDown these days. The brand's what's dead. It's fine. Um, but otherwise, I have no idea. If not for Brock or Roman, I really don't know. I, I, AJ, like, maybe Edge is out because he, he won last year on Sit Happening again. Michael saying Roman has to lose and then he'll win to set up the Brock rematch. Could see that. I don't know. But yet again, I said it last week. I said it on the on the SmackDown show. I like when we have kind of a couple candidates that have been built up nicely that have momentum and say, like, okay, I could easily see them. I'd like to see that. They, there's a clear direction this year. And ironically, Austin Theory is like one of the only people that actually makes sense. He's been consistently pushed. Yeah, he lost tonight, but he had a heck of a match. John's shaking his head at me, but like I'm just trying to find people that make sense. And like on the raw side, especially. I don't know. Like, Rollins. AJ, AJ Styles on the Raw side, if we eliminate the four contenders for the titles. Yeah. AJ Styles is. Uh, Kevin Owens could be a dark horse, but uh, I think AJ Styles would have to be the favorite because they could absolutely turn a, a program with Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles. But I don't know. Everybody's still on this whole shtick about Roman versus. Lesnar at WrestleMania for either one title, both titles. So, like, if that's going to happen, then one of them has to win the Rumble. They just have to, unless it's going to somehow be triple. No, Dolph Ziggler does not have a chance. Dolph Ziggler does not have a chance. No, he doesn't. He does not. Hey, I mean, in theory, no, everybody has a chance. But you're saying, in he's got theory, no, no in Johnny Knoxville has a chance. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, if you're in the match, in, in theory, right, you got a chance. But nice little segue. Sam Chambers saying it'd be cool if Randy Orton wins in his hometown, but it's a long shot. 
The Rumble will be in Orton's hometown in St. Louis. It's possible. I don't think it's a long shot, but it doesn't necessarily feel like the, the most uh, beneficial path forward. He's won before. Um, but again, what a nice little segue. RK bro, the, the story is it's right there begging WWE just to do it, just 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 book it, just just run with it and do it and make it the WrestleMania match. Um, so tonight, John, unbeknownst to me, and I think just about everybody else, the academic challenge was not a, a one-night extravaganza. It was a, a buy one, get one three, get one, uh, get, I guess two free, uh round three, three week rounds uh, of this here with the three round uh, academic challenge here for the academic challenge. So tonight, John, it was a spelling bee, which, which brought back some painful memories for me. I remember being in a spelling bee when I was in sixth, sixth grade, actually won the school spelling bee fun fact, but then I, I lost in the, I think the night, whatever the night, the night was after that, John, you know, what word got me? Lederhosen. I Dumbo. lost. I lost. No, I, I, I wouldn't. I actually, I probably, I was, I was trying to think about it before they showed it on the screen. I was like, I just spelled dumbbell, and then I probably actually got that one wrong. But I got Lederhosen wrong when I was when I was a wee sixth sixth grader. Um, spelling, especially on the spot, it's a high pressure situation. So I do not blame these guys. Uh, Otis spelled a word wrong, but they gave it to him because rig got, got it. Got a roll. Got a roll of the plan. Um, I I appreciated the fact that he he, uh, he got a word. He had no idea what it meant, at least uh, in, in character. Then he was told it was a type of cheese, and he was like, "Ah, yes, I I know of cheese, and that that was, that, that, that warmed my heart because it reminded me of the classic Otis, he who used to drink disgusting smoothies in the back with meat and these and eggs and all these gross things. He who was in heavy machinery and when said, "Oh yeah, and Tucky, oh I love that guy, and I, I miss him sometimes." But here we are, with Otis doing great things in Alpha Academy. Uh, Chad Gable. I, I've long thought he was very, very underrated, but he's really becoming a, a breakout star on Raw. Uh, the promo is about, you know, don't boo education, it's gross. And saying, uh, so you kind of paraphrase this night, saying don't, don't boo education if anybody needs it, it's you people in Ohio. Bragging about his 4.0 uh, great, uh, great point average. He's, this is great. Like, this is really, really good for him. He's doing great with it. Um, we can talk about the, the, the spelling we get first. So very loud Dark Road chance when they come out. Looking at my notes here, uh, Oat Riddle had to spell calibration, and he said calibration. <laughs> it was at that point I was like, "Oh, it's one of those weeks where Riddle's going to annoy me, isn't it?" But he, he redeemed himself. He had a fun line about uh, weighing ounces on the scale, as one might have to do with a certain substance that the Riddle is known to use and that Orton actually got it. randy orton randy i like, actually laughed at that one that, that made it pretty fun uh randy really brought it over gable didn't spell his word which took me out of it a little bit like, you're gonna tell me the 4.0 great point great point average guy i mean he gable. spelled the word he thought he was spelling right so come on he thought he heard a different word than what he actually heard so you can't you can't really dog points off of him for that fair Took me a bit of it for at least for a second. Steam Chambers pointing out Gable getting a lot of heat, great heel promo. He's really doing great. I'm liking it a lot. Then Randy comes in and Randy just knocks us out of the park. He really like brought it here. He was feeling it. He his face was getting red. He was getting animated. He damn sure did spell dumbbell. Two B's. And again, that one will trip me. I was like, oh, I, I top of top of my head, I didn't even know that. I was like, oh, here I am. <laughs> Writing for a living. I'm like, you, you, you really put me to the test. 
on in, in the spotlight there on the hot seat. I don't know if I would have got that one. So props to Randy. I'm sure he may have maybe had a little practice there. Uh, but I thought that was funny. And then Gable freaks out. I was like, oh, your partner's a dumbbell. <laughs> like, this was fun, man. I like this. I, I thought it'd be good, and it was. This is great. And again, Randy gets heated. He won the, the strong for his team. And he's like, you know, I'll, like, I'll show you who's a dumbbell. Let's, let's have a match here right now. Orton and Gable, as I expect, a very good match. I liked it a lot. Very, very good match. They got time. Uh, Gable uh, had it look great as well. Otis and Riddle were brawling on side. Riddle just starts beating the tar out of Otis with a scooter on the outside. Nesha playing out of Riddle is awesome. So the, as soon as Riddle and, uh, and Otis started brawling, that kind of paved the way for Randy uh, to hit an RKO. Gable took it beautifully. Randy Orton wins. Right after this beautiful chef's kiss, excellent match, John. You know what they announced is the, the stipulation for next week's quote-unquote academic challenge? Academic challenge because gym class is part of academics, gym class. You do activities in gym class, so we're going to have a scooter race because scooter race is a part of gym class. You're graded in school in gym class, so on your academic report card, you have gym on there for a grade. Scooter racing will be a part of that. That is, I I got this is there are like a couple I would say, maybe like three three occasions on tonight's episode of Raw. I got like mad. All right, I was like, "Are you kidding me? We had this great match. I was feeling good. It was very nice. I liked it. Wrestling. The show was actually good when it wanted to focus on the wrestling. And then you take it, you just sucked all the nice buzz out of that by giving me the announcement of a scooter race john i understand okay i i too was a, a wee lad once i was in middle school i loved riding those scooters that was the best part of gym class i love that stuff those things hit you in the shin that hurts real bad but then you hop right back on and you ride it real fast and it's a fun damn time but mike john this whole thing is supposed to test their academic intelligence their mind not their bodies and yes you get greater than gym but it's no john Okay, yes, gym is a class. I'm not trying to insult all the wonderful gym teachers out there. But the academic challenge is supposed to be to test academic or, uh, you know, intelligence. And I will say, not to contradict myself, it does make sense. Of course, the, they would choose this. They know they're not smart. So, yes, just like any good, good jock would do, they would choose the non-academic class because that's what they had the right to do. So, I understand. Perhaps there's actually a little logic there. But looking a little deeper i'm like come on they should have just kind of maybe outlined okay yesterday john i watched the movie billy madison i don't know if you've seen it it's got adam sandler he goes back to school and it ends with like a academic kind of decathlon thing where he has to test he actually has to test his his intelligence in like a in a trivia style game where it is quite literally testing is how smart he is and this is not bad like they're they gonna have to pick the they have to pick the categories in this game. Not say they should rift off of that. I'm saying that it should be about the intelligence, not how fast can they ride a scooter. Because all of this, like that's that's just gonna. I don't see that being. Right. But that's gonna <laughs> we're gonna have specific. to bring in a flatbed for Otis to use. I can see it. I can see it. I like this comparison from uh, Stephen Chambers saying, I, and I thought this as soon as this was announced. Yeah, this this definitely reminds me of the, the Street Profits Viking Raiders back in the, the peak pandemic era when they had their whole best of, yeah, they had golf and I think they had bowling, whatever, the basketball, they did a bunch of crazy stuff just to try and keep us entertained and I appreciate it, but it was weird. And yes, I do think this this be like that. It's gonna, I don't know. I don't see this coming off very well. Um, 
I'm sure if you if you like if you like Riddle, I'm sure you'll like it. I'm sure Riddle will make it fun as he as he does. If you like him, Randy, I'm sure if he's feeling it, he'll make it fun as well. But I mean, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Stephen Chambers pointing out that they're gonna uh, do a scooter race around the ring. I mean, that'd be a little lame. Might as well do something a little more fun with it. But I imagine they might want to do it in the arena for the for the live crowd there. Uh, but as Nando, friends, Nando says, "Hey, you know what's fun? Tag teams wrestling." Because that's a thing. And again, I, I would be even more on board with this if this was like a one-night thing. Heck, have all three rounds in one night, spread them out, maybe like you know, two-minute rounds, so kind of sprinkle them throughout the night, and a couple of segments here and there. Works for me, but now we're getting this spread out over three weeks, and I think it's it's a sliding scale of just like it's going to get, I don't want to say worse and worse. I mean, hopefully that, the third round will actually test the academic merit, but I see what you're saying. You know, it was it is in gym gym classes is is a class, but I uh... well, okay. So we've been talking about things that you don't necessarily think are good. So let's talk about something that happened tonight that we'll see if you thought it was good or not. I have my take. We'll see if we are on the same page. Surprisingly, in the main event spot, we had a birthday celebration for Maurice, hosted by the Miz. Uh, there was a mysterious box in the ring, which everybody and their mother thought somebody was inside of that box. Turns out it was just a gift of the brick that they had used to quote unquote smash Beth Phoenix. Uh, then of course, Edge and Beth Phoenix come out looking all pissed off. They take out the security team. They get in the ring, they chase away the Miz and they ruin the birthday cake. Like we've seen a million times before. Uh, so that leads me into saying that this segment went exactly how you would expect it to go. But uh, one thing that may be questionable for me is that this ended with Edge and Beth Phoenix standing tall. What does that mean for Saturday, if anything? You know, John, WWE does this where, where just sometimes they know that we know what they do with, with stuff like this, with the, with the patterns they follow, the tropes that they do. So every once in a while... They just throw us a curveball, and they'll they'll do what they do. You know, the, the classic whoever whoever ends the show, the go home show, standing tall loses. Um, and every once in a while, they will go the complete opposite way and be like, "Oh no, we're gonna have to win anyway," so that you don't exactly know what's gonna happen. So, I, in, in a way, now we're in this weird spot of like they do this all the time. So then I would think we're gonna see uh, 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 Miz and Maurice win anyway. I mean, I, th I think at this point, Miz hits it more, but then I think of Edge, and I think Edge would be better off winning so he, he could kind of ride ride into WrestleMania season with, with a nice win there. Maybe, may, we've talked about it before, maybe if, if if Beth is sticking around, I think she'd be, she'd be from, from a win. I just, it's hard to call. It's hard to call. But this, first off, this was just, I, I once, I, it takes off me to say something was just pure dumb, but on a show... When you when you wound up having several really 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 good matches, you're gonna tell me you're gonna end this for the go home show of the Rumble, and it wasn't even fun, John. Like I know it would have been super 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 obvious to have, you know, Edge burst out of a cake or or Maurice burst or sorry Beth burst out of the box or something. At least that would have been fun. Something a little kind of like. Give me a little little spice. But this, they just march out to the ring. Like, oh, we're going to beat you up. And then they don't beat them up. They beat up the security guards. Well, okay. And when they one gets power bombed through a cake. Okay. This is the main event segment for 
and a not wrestling show understood i understand that um dj pointing out he was, he was waiting for another another brood bath i thought we might get that because that's not something but they, they've already done that in this build alone so i would i would prefer that not be the case Brian's saying that the, the grit couple was awesome and kind of likewise steven saying that the the edge buff should win this uh dj pointing out if if uh Miz and, and maurice win very likely we're gonna, we're gonna get another match please no 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 this needs to end Saturday. All right, I'm done. I, I I was kind of enjoying the Edge and Miz thing at first, kind of kind of faded a little bit. Then we got Beth involved at day one, and for one night only, that kind of piqued my interest. And then ever since then, we've been on a just a downward spiral of like, wow, uh, the the promos haven't been very good. That the booking the booking itself has not really like interested me. And like on paper. Yeah, I, I like Edge. I like Miz. Beth and Marissa are great. They're all great. But the story here is just like it's not really working for me. And yes, Nesha, exactly. I expected much more than what we got. I don't know. I don't know if she was referring to this as angle, the story, the, uh, the the angle here tonight, or or the storyline itself. I would agree. I would agree with both. Uh, John, what what do you think about this? This is, again, this being the the show closing angle uh, for the go home show of of for the Royal Rumble. Uh, okay, so. I both agree and disagree for different reasons. So I, for one, am a sucker for segments closing the show over matches closing the show. I just think there's more that that aspect of unpredictability exists more with a segment because you never know who could interrupt or how it could turn out. Uh, I guess a match could theoretically be the same. But like I said, I'm a sucker for the, the segment storytelling part of the show. Now. This didn't necessarily do the trick because we didn't get like we didn't get like Gangrel coming out of this box or anything like that. Um, we, we didn't get anything extremely unpredictable, but it's okay, I guess, because if you if you watch the rest of the show, like, I mean, realistically, what else would have closed the show? I mean, if you have the way in closed the show, like nothing really happened at the end of the the way in except Brock just left, and that was it. Uh, and of course, the academic challenge. I guess if you wanted Chad Gable and Orton's match to close the show, that could have worked. But with what they had on the card tonight, uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, I want to give props to the crowd of Toledo, Ohio. They finally circumstances because they were supposed to be in Canada tonight. There was COVID restrictions that came back up, so they decided to to change that to scramble to find Toledo, Ohio, which. All, realistically, is a little dog when it comes to the venues they run. They haven't ran Raw or even any show there besides a house show in a long time. So they were hot most of the night. That's what happens when you have a a, a Raw in a basically an AEW dynamite sized arena. That little arena that has barely an upper deck, like maybe five rows of an upper deck. Pretty smaller arena. It worked great. I thought it was great. Uh, you know, the main event maybe wasn't the best, but hey, all in all, it was okay. And that's pointing out, you know, maybe the weigh-in should have and uh, could have gone different, then that would have been a better show closing angle. I mean, that's your big title fight. That's to me your big selling point for the Royal Rumble, at least on the Raw side of things. To me, that's just call me old fashioned. That's kind of the way that I prefer things to to go. It's like that's your big match. Granted, this is also a big match, I'm saying, but that's the big match on the raw side. Have the, the weigh-in. <laughs> Uh, maybe give them a little more. I mean, they got some time. Lashley didn't really say all that much. Maybe could just beef it up a little bit. Um, and as you said, as, as it was constructed, uh, Lesnar has kind of walked away. 
but maybe if there is a little more of like a stare down or something, maybe more of a pose, um, you know, I, I, I think that may have uh, worked a little better. Just the birthday party. And again, it wasn't even that like fun. Yeah. Again, we got the cake spot and then they did like the, the, the 3d on one of them. It's like, all right, fine. Um, I just, Felt, felt a little flat for me, but John, there's hope. The one thing we, we there are a couple things we didn't really talk, talk, touch on. There was a brief Becky Lynch and Dewdrop promo. I hate split screen promos. They want up rolling anyway. They should just be in the ring if they're going to do that. Just just be in the ring. There was that. The Mysterios and Three Profits had a good match. Montez Ford is a superhuman. He is great. He literally Superman dove over the ropes, and then Rey Mysterio got upset because Dom teased. Uh, eliminating him, even though that's exactly what he did last week. So there's no logic there at all. And then they had the classic dump over the rope, dump over the rope, chaos, Royal Rumble preview. It's fine. But John, the one saving grace here tonight, Veer, is still coming. <laughs> I kid you not. I was going to be from my coffee cup. I heard the, the, the signature Veer music. I stopped in place. I And I like, I, I, Scrambled over the TV. I'm like, is this like, I didn't think he was debuting, but I was like, is there more? Is there new footage? Is there something? Is he still coming? He is. All that's right with the world. I don't even care when he, when he comes. I just, it's, it, to me, this is very much about the destination. Sorry, the journey, not destination. Just the fact that it's a thing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Someone tweeted that um, they feel like this isn't, isn't very mapped out. John, this whole story is mapped out around, this whole story is based around Veer coming. And I said, hey, most stories based around that. They usually don't. They don't have a very. They're not very mapped out very far. They've got a clear start, middle, and end. Usually happens pretty quickly, and then you reach that destination and you move on. Man, this is. I just. It, it fills me with too much joy. I have too much fun with it. I love it too much. But again, on Raw, you take what you can get. John, let's go home show. There was some good, some bad, and everywhere in between, really. What do you think about this show heading here uh, last stop for Rob for the Royal Rumble? Well, um, I don't know. I thought the show overall was uh, pretty good. There isn't a whole lot, like you mentioned with the Becky and Dewdrop segment, the Veer stuff. Uh, it was all right there. Uh, I, but, I mean, for the show overall from a standpoint, I'd probably give it a, a six. Just a little below average. Not really the best for a go-home show. Well, you know what? That, let's go up to a 6.5. Um, it has not ruined or lessened my hype for this weekend. I think it's still going to be a really good show. Just tonight could have been a little better. I'm glad I didn't make the five-hour drive for that. Yeah. <laughs> that would have maybe been a little bit of a waste, even though there were some good, ma- very good matches, some good things here. So you have a 6.5, Brian with 6.5, Nesha and Steven both with a 7. I mean, for me, and DJ with 5.5, I was ready to give it like no more than a 6. Can be again based on just the fact you it felt like they were basing the whole show around birthday party, a weigh in, and that kind of challenge. I can have a challenge on it being very good. Um, you know, the weigh-in was, was pretty, Cowboy Brock made, made it worth it. The matches were very, very, very good. Like, the, I, Raw, I very much from now, the same boat as NXT. When it focus on the wrestling, it's a pretty darn good show. When it doesn't, not so much. So, like, the Raw, maybe more so NXT, when it, some of these things are better. It's like the, the academic challenge was actually pretty fun. But on NXT, not so much. But, Steve, uh, Michael, Michael with a 7.2, Nando with a 6.18 Ducks. Uh, for me, it's again it's weird i 
the matches alone, I would go for like a 7.5, which is really weird. And then you kind of bounce it out. Some of the, the lesser things here, really flat main event. I'll go, I'll agree with nine to 6.8 ducks there. That's, that's a pretty good score for the rumble here. Um, or the rumble go home, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I tweeted about doing the show. Like, well, after we got Styles and uh, Theory, which was like a really, really good match, I said, I feel like I have more shows like this. I will have to uh, re, re, uh, re rank Raw as my top show for WWE of the week. Has been NXT since before 2.0. SmackDown is painfully top heavy because the Roman Reigns stuff is usually great. Everything else is not. So, you know, more stuff like this, good matches. Some good segments sprinkled in the, in between. Not so bad. It's three hours, which is which is a Herculean task to get through here and there. But you know, not bad. Like again, the bar is low, but it's not pretty darn good. This is going for the Rumble. All things considered, we know the Rumble is is shaping up to a very good show. I I am hopeful we'll see some fun surprises uh, other than what we've already um seen it announced and hopefully we're going to see some crazy things john you're going to be there in person so you'll have to I'm also going to be there's a comment from steven says aw beach show dynamite in cleveland didn't know there's any beaches in, in ohio steven i will be there this wednesday night i'm going to cleveland ohio i will be at beach break on wednesday night it'll John's be going to an aw show is the world for the upside third, down? third time ever and uh, i go because uh, they're still good shows, and of course, ah. I'll, get to, I'll get I'll get to see Phil Brooks, but but nowhere near as good as what we saw tonight. Let me be clear: oh, okay. tonight in Ohio, the best wrestling show in Ohio this week happened tonight. Ooh, I'll get that out of the way now. Them's fighting words, my friend. Oh boy! Well, I'm sure you're going to be in for a very good show on Wednesday, and you're going to be. In, I feel like you're going tomorrow. Be in for I'll be back too course we're here on, on on tuesday for nxt uh next thing you're cheating on wwe uh, that's the case i've been in a, in a long-term affair with wwe and that or with aw in that case everybody not a shame doing that one um boy yeah uh but we'll be here for tuesday uh for nxt it's already tuesday's recorded this now so we'll be here later tonight for nxt none of us saying the bar is so low for me that for for raw and everything that i yeah i have to be limber enough to to, to slide under it my friends, the bar is so painfully low. You give me a show like tonight when like there's a lot of stuff I don't like, but there's not like just give me good matches and I'll be a happy camper. All right. And that's what I am right now. Like for Raw, especially, I'm feeling all right. So that said, John, I'm sure you're gonna be you're gonna be in for a good show on Wednesday. We'll talk about NXT on Tuesday night. Otherwise, we've got great sort of interviews constantly coming at you guys. Bill Bill previously interviewed Moose and Jonah. I recently interviewed Matt Cardona talking about all the amazing things he's doing. Um, many, many things and more. Robert and I should be good to go for Friday once again. No GCW on Friday. They just had a great a great show at the Hammerstein. If you missed uh, that show on Sunday, I covered it here for Russell Zone, so make sure to check that out. Lots of good stuff there as well. well. And I guess, obviously, very much important to me to say, thank you everyone so much for your support. It means a lot sitting here and talking about wrestling with us on a night when it's good, bad, or in between. We appreciate you honestly again. Now it's the next day, but in hindsight, Nesha, again, happy birthday. Hope you had a great day in that sense. It's uh, past midnight, no longer a birthday. I'm saying in hindsight, John, uh, turning back the clock for, uh, uh, what, 15 minutes or 16 minutes to when it was still Monday. Very ha happy, I guess, now belated birthday for Nesha. And on that said, we thank you all for your support. It means so much. We would not be here without you and your support. Uh, we'll just talk about the wild, weird things, the wild, weird, wonderful world of wrestling as we do here. Uh, day in, day out, uh, here at Zone John. 
Well, that said, the world's a scary place. We come here. Oh, we all we all unite here with a, with a common purpose. Whatever whatever company you you support or you like or or ideally multiple of you if you check out multiple ones. But whatever you like, whatever you do, we come here with one goal in mind, trying to do one thing above all of this. John, can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.